scuba dad, just let me maneuver that. Who is that? I came with dollar bills. You hot, I'm trying to chill. I'm far from sober, come on over. You got time to kill. They trying to cop a fill. Can't even cop a mill. I freak you like no one has ever, ever made you feel. I freak you right. Hey guys, welcome back to Block Channel. We're back for episode 50. Five zero, that is ten times five for those that like multiplication, um, and math because we're in crypto. So there's some there's some math for you right there. Um, we're we're here uh to talk more about crypto for you guys. You guys have been here for fifty episodes by now. You know what goes down. Uh, so this this episode we just we brought another content creator on the show, um, a gentleman by the name of Greg, and he runs Dap University, DapUniversity.com. Uh, and then Dap University on YouTube, um, which you can subscribe to. Um, what he has is an educational platform uh, for Solidity development and you know cryptocurrency programming as a whole. And it's an excellent portal, you know, window for you to get started and learn about a bunch of different you know methodologies, tools, um, and utilities that you can use in the Ethereum development space. Um, so with that, you know, we brought him on the show today to kind of discuss you know, the importance of that uh, in education, as we did previously with uh, Zastron.com and Mahesh. Um, but before we get into that and just sort of just like have a have a have a nice just roundtable discussion about, you know, the importance of content creation and education in the crypto space, which is what we really want to like kind of focus on today. And, you know, why people like us at Block Channel, uh, Dimitrik and Petty at the Bitcoin Podcast dot com and the Bitcoin Podcast podcast itself uh and then you know what everyone else has been doing over multiple years so let's talk bitcoin and epicenter and you know it's important that so having everyone here on the show today uh, i wanted to just uh take the time to you know discuss why all these different shows play a very important part in growing the ecosystem um but also how these various different perspectives um especially from an educational standpoint uh, you know, play an important role in bringing different types of people in the community. Um, so let's go ahead and like hop into that discussion. So to, to move that forward, I'm here today again with uh, Dr. Petty and Demetric Ferguson. And gentlemen, can you just go ahead and introduce yourselves to our beautiful audience for the 50th time? That's again, five zero, 10 times five is 50. Yeah. Dr. Petty here, uh, Bitcoin podcast, hashing it out, block channel. I also work security at Status. I've been in the space for a while now and I'm never leaving it. So I look for content creation is the main reason why people get stuck in this space. And I like the people who do it and I appreciate the effort that goes into it. So let's, let's talk about it. Is tweeting considered content creation? It depends. Tweeting the content that you're creating, maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's for another discussion. Um, please, Dimitri. Yeah, uh, Demetri Ferguson here again, uh, the Bitcoin Podcast host, Just the Headers, on ramping with D, uh, founder of that network. Yeah, man, we've been creating content for well, almost four years now. Feels good. Um, good to be back on Block Channel. So, excellent. Well, thank it. you, thank you guys. And you know, as I said before, we're here with Greg from uh, DAP University. Uh, so before we dive into like you know more of this discussion, uh, let's get to know a little bit about Greg. Uh, so, Greg, can you introduce yourself uh, to the Block Channel audience? Tell us about yourself and how you ended up sort of falling into the space, and then we will have a you know, kind of more elongated discussion on the types of content that you create. 
Awesome. Yeah. So thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, again, my name is Gregory McCubbin. So I uh, run DAPUniversity.com, which is kind of driven by my YouTube channel, DAP University, uh, where I'm teaching, you know, programmers how to build decentralized applications on Ethereum. So, you know, we cover a lot of uh, concepts about building smart contracts with solidity and, um, you know, teach you how to do things like build kind of robust decentralized applications and also, you know, build your own crypto and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm here today. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, of course. So, you know, uh, we've been, you know, making content in the space for quite some time. I've been in here for a few years, started off writing, um, fell into, you know, all the different online uh, social communities like Reddit, IRC, you know, eventually Twitter, uh, and now, you know, just hanging out on medium, you know, writing posts and, you know, building out sort of the block channel publication and, and that, and, you know, we've, uh, along that process, we've, I've, I've learned a lot myself, like personally through, you know, editing content, writing content, you know, creating it, uh, disseminating it, going to events and such. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been very rewarding for myself because uh, to be able to see the fruits of my labor and to educate others is great, especially when you can put out worthwhile evergreen content that people can really enjoy. So, uh, you know, with that said, you know, give us an idea of sort of like, you know, what type of stuff you're, you're working on over there at DAP University as far as like content creation and, and what led you toward that path and figuring that that was important. Yeah, sure. So I, you know, I kind of st- I guess the whole reason for, you know, starting DAP University, I guess we can, uh, you know, use that as the the target that we'll aim at. Uh, but I'll take a step back a little bit, which will kind of mm-hmm. answer that question. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I got started in blockchain. Um, you know, I have a long, long background as a professional programmer. And uh, I got interested in crypto and blockchain, just like most people, you know, watching Bitcoin, watching the price change and learning about Ethereum and, you know, all these other cryptos that are out there. Uh, So that's what piqued my interest, you know, initially. And then when I, you know, started to um, kind of when that mind virus started to take over, I was, you know, curious about looking at the tech underneath and just because I was a programmer, I was like, Hey, you know, I could learn to build some of this stuff. Um, so yeah, that's how I got started kind of in the space. And as I was like trying to learn and teach myself these things, um, you know, the resources were scarce. Uh, there's, you know, good amount of documentation. There's some tutorials, but like nobody was doing video. Um, and that's kind of why I started DAP university. You know, I, uh, was able to see that a lot of people were looking for this information and looking for how to do it. And, uh, I just know from being a self-taught programmer myself that I really valued video and really valued sort of the step-by-step process. And I wanted to give that back to everybody else. So that kind of started on the mission to make DAP university, the best place online for people to learn how to build on blockchain. Well, I think you said it yourself, and so I'll ask this question first, and I'll let everyone else sort of chime in, but uh, I guess it'd be important for the audience to know, where do the content creators learn in order to create the content? You said it yourself, you know, you had to like dig, dig, dig. I'm sure you had to you probably sat through a bunch of different, um, you know, uh, old tutorials that were like outdated and such. Um, so like, where, where where did you have, where did you go to like sort of find the information that you have? Um, yeah, totally. So initially it was about kind of just start with google <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know that that led me to a lot of different places i mean medium is a pretty good place for uh you know people kind of putting out you know smaller articles that kind of get you a taste of how to do something um you know scouring documentation um and then the good old just 
jumping in and bumping into you know walls and backing out of corners and uh just learn things the hard way yeah i think that's 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 been my uh experience the entire time of like especially when we started it was basically i guess when we started reddit wasn't such a what's a trash hole and so you could get <laughs> a good idea of what the current state of things was by following a lot of the reddit threads uh that quickly turned um into garbage and then we had to move elsewhere but that like how you like i think that's because creating that content and like and like controlling that narrative became like a like a monetary gain so people just started gaming that on reddit and just like Mm -hmm. controlling the conversation yeah and then so basically like if you weren't like i I found that if you want to know what people are doing either talk to the source or read the documentation the source hopefully is making um, and then absorb as much as the, like, like, I guess you have to find some good content creators and absorb as much as their content as, as possible. Once you've kind of vetted their ability mm-hmm. to like their ability to give out good content, then you just follow them. You follow that person and, and, mm-hmm. and finding those people has been more valuable than, um, like searching or Googling for certain things, because more often than not, they'll tell you the types of things you should be looking after, which then tells you where to dig to find more information if you wanted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always find that like combination of GitHub, you know, Twitter, um, Medium, and, you know, and other individuals like personal, like technical blogs for like their personal websites and stuff are the best places to, you know, again, you know, curate your group of, you know, content creators, you know, educators, like programmers, and just sort of like follow their work and like tease that out as like new stuff comes to light. Uh, I think that really is the best way to not get, I guess, like to be educated from a bias standpoint, right? Where if you just mm-hmm. hung out in a particular like subreddit and such all day, um, whereas, you know, if you're just like following a group of like influencers or like educational influencers that you like actually respect, then you're going to like kind of build yourself this like personal curriculum that um, is important to you and not someone else's agenda. I want to want to like reiterate something you said, Greg, and that is um, like a, a big portion of actually learning is is by doing by like getting into the, the the dirty part of actually trying to like you can watch a lot of tutorials right but if you never actually try and do those tutorials and then expand on those tutorials uh and and build these things then you're not really gonna get good at it you're just gonna have somewhat of a an advanced mouthpiece to to talk about things and not have i guess the depth you need to actually build something novel i think right you, you can you can maybe make good decisions on what to invest in um, you can yeah. you can definitely make good connections on um, finding out what's happening, but if you want to build, you need to you need to build. Yeah, totally, a hundred percent. And you know, I could talk about learning and education models <laughs> and how to do it quickly all day long, because um, that's definitely a skill that I've had to hone over the years as a programmer. Uh, but I think you're right. You know, when you're talking about acquiring skills. Um, I'm of the mindset of just getting the minimum amount of knowledge you need and then just starting. Just go try it. Because once you take a tutorial or once you get some sort of um, you know, guide, then you actually have context to understand it. That was my whole thing that I didn't like about college was college wants to teach you all this stuff before you have any you know, way, you no know, context to really understand 
uh, from my this is from my experience and watching most people really no context to understand how this connects, like how to connect the dots to the things that you're hearing and to how you know they either you know illuminate life or et cetera. But you know we'll bring it back <laughs> down to the skill and programming level. But <laughs> I think I mean you, if, yeah, I to, you, uh, if I have to speak for college real quick. I want to speak to college real quick, and I think I, this is something that I, I hear a lot. I'm talking like freshman year kind yeah, of stuff like, too. So it's I'm it's, not, it's kind of rough. Like, stab on academia or anything like that. I mean, I guess I guess college is good. Is a good way, any 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 way in which you're going to stand on the shoulders of giants. You have to climb the giant to get there. Um, That's and, a great point. And you can, and I think college or a good college, depending on your skill set and what you're trying to get out of it, um, can teach you the route, the best way to climb that giant. And if you do it yourself, you can find yourself getting stuck real quick and, and, and not progressing all the way up there. And so you can never actually make it to the point you'd like to be. Um, but that's not necessarily true. If you are a self-starter, you're really good at doing things, you're resourceful, and there are good content creators out there to learn from. And or the capability to find mentors, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've also yeah, I've so also found that when you, know, you really like a content creator, if they're kind of on the, you know, kind of... You, you know, and you enjoy their content, but they're more so on like the lighter side. They're newer. They're just coming out. They don't have a large following group. They probably have some free time. It's always great to like reach out to those people and see if you can't connect with them, you know, work with them, uh, you know, maybe like help them, you know, work together, get their content a little bit sooner, help them get out stuff faster, you know, learn together, like with them, try and, you know, build a community of people that can serve as like kind of like mentors too. Um, you know, you, you, you want to, you're going to get back what you give. So, you know, if you're trying to, to make connections and, you know, help other people too, uh, you'll find more avenues to like get educated, mm -hmm. like more hands-on outside of just following tutorials and then plugging, chugging, you know, playing around with like different values and trying different tools and utilities in place of other places that will only get you so far. Right. Like you need to be able to like line yourself up with a pipeline of opportunities, like whether it's like like speaking, engaging, giving, giving, forcing yourself to like give a workshop to like actually like, you know, learn while you teach um, to, you know, have an opportunity to create some branded content from someone, um, you know, create an opportunity to write, a, you know, a review or a video about a DAP or another, you know, project or service or utility. Like those things go a long way. And they also like build, build, you know, yourself clout amongst those other different groups and stuff too. And, you know, new network connections that will help you build yourself out in your career. Um, so it's more than, than just to learning the programming. It's also learning the community and learning how to use the resources that are there in front of you. Yeah, that's a great yeah. point. I think one of the, the, the most recent transitions that I'm going through creating content for so long is realizing that my opinion is, is really super valuable to people. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. I was taking that for advantage for a while. I was just kind of like enjoying myself, having a good time making content, learning about things in the space. Um, but then I was I flew out to Canada earlier this year and like 100 people paid for a ticket to listen to me talk about how much I like Bitcoin. I was like, this is kind of kind of bananas. Mm -hmm. And then we have you know, people in our community that thank us for all that we've done for them. And I'm like, man, I'm literally just learning about an ecosystem and, and talking about it every week. That's that's what I'm doing. And so the transition from, OK, maybe I can't just be super willy nilly. People are actually taking the things that I say to heart, um, and I need to be cognizant of that. That's been a transition that I've been trying to. Oh, that impo dude, that imposter syndrome is real, especially when I was just thinking about that. 
Yeah, we've been in the thicket of this since the beginning, since before, you know, you know, the academics and, you know, those sort of folks like came on board where it was just a bunch of just nerds talking about stuff. And we just sounded really smart when we talked about it because no one else knew what the hell we were discussing. Yeah. And, and, and you know, now we've been like running our mouths about it for so long and we'll say something and people will nod their heads agreeingly and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. And then you think back to yourself like, oh, shit, I just told those people that they agree with that. And like, is that OK? Like, is this the right thing? Like, you know, and then sort of you have this internal conflict that's like am am i an actual source of like useful information now when did this happen and you got <laughs> that's scary you know and you know when people kind of look for you like that and i guess the appropriate word for that is like a thought leader or an influencer right um but you know but when you're in when you're in that position you're still getting thought led and influenced by other people too yeah um so yeah yeah that's you know so you know the thought leaders have thought leaders too um, so, you know, you got to keep those things into, uh, you know, consideration and, you know, don't just blindly follow the, the advocacy of, you know, one particular individual. You want to have a nice diversified bucket, um, just like with your investments, you know, with the people that you get your education from. Um, you know, again, you don't want to fall victim to other people's biases um, because other people's successes are your successes, but other people's failures should be yours as well. I get my education from the streets, Mackie. So <laughs> yeah, far from it. Uh, Greg, I got a question for you. I'm a fellow enthusiast of, of education. Do you, what, what kind of educator are you? Are you more of a Mr. Miyagi or like Michelle Pfeiffer from Dangerous Minds? Like everybody starts with a 100 and we won't go quietly into Have you even seen that movie? I'm looking at your face right now. <laughs> I, I need, I may need a little movie. more clarification. <laughs> you, Gangsta's Paradise? Dangerous Minds? <laughs> okay, well, never mind. We'll just leave that. What, well, what kind of educator are you? Do you? You know, how do you find that you're appealing to these tens of thousands of people per video? Like they're they're finding something that you do. Yeah, Most- yeah, totally. So I try to explain everything. I think that's the big value for a lot of people. Um, you know, I think I think I kind of uh, you kind of wrote myself a lot of notes. I, I, I like to take a lot of notes, uh, just my thoughts. I like to crystallize my thoughts, like whenever they're happening, just in everything. Like on my my daily thoughts, whenever I'm learning new things, I'll write things down that I learned. Um, There's actually a really interesting. Uh, I was reading a reading a book the other day. I actually forgot the name of the book, but it was kind of like this cognitive science. Like it's a really basic idea, but it's true. It's like you tend to remember what you think about. Like so instead of opening a book and like highlighting everything, like it's usually a terrible strategy for me. Like for me, if I'm going to remember something, I should just stop and think about it and write a note. And generally it like never goes away. My best my best epiphanies, I feel like, especially as far as like garnering an understanding of this space technically and just I guess philosophically, have have just literally just been coming just like having conversations and engaging with those and like being like active with that and not just sort of trying to learn and like read it's like i'm actually trying to combine all these different things and then subconsciously you have a lot of great aha moments and especially when like you're teaching someone else i find that i have a lot of things well I'll say something and i'll stop and i'm like oh, wow that's pretty damn good all right that's a great point and they're like wow and like i just realized that i've just hardened myself on a topic and just have like really like deepened my understanding of this mm-hmm. like simply by trying to educate others too and that's that's oh, yeah. my part yeah I'd like to supplement what Corey said. You don't, you don't learn until you do. I oh, think yeah. I've never learned the most concrete and, and concentrated until I taught. And that's the, the oh, Feynman yeah. method. That's I just like, heavily well, subscribed to. Yeah. It's, it's, if you ever challenge to teach something that you know very little about, 
and you've got a time window to learn a lot about it really fast. You know, I found that that is a, is a great challenge to learning something really quickly. And when you teach it, um, you can really feel confident because you know that you're talking to a bunch of people that don't know shit. <laughs> so you, you spent the time to learn enough to get, you know, be confident enough to get in front of them and speak to it and give them examples and, uh, you know, give them different problems and show them the solutions. A big part uh, of I've... a big part of that is 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 the as in the process of trying to make lesson plans and doing things and figuring out how to explain something to somebody that has no idea what you're talking about so that they understand it hopefully as well as you do um, or to give them the type of intuition you have about a certain topic and as you're going through that process you you'll find the things that you're not good at or you don't quite understand when you're trying to figure out how to explain it to somebody else, which then forces you to look that up and like, and strengthen or harden, like you said, Mackie, that point. Mm -hmm. And, and and that's, that's, that's basically, I guess the, I guess it's the Feynman method. And the reason why it's so good is because it forces you to find those things you're not good at, as opposed to only like becoming an echo chamber of the things you're confident in. I think that's a great point. You know, um, there is a big, kind of, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier about kind of just jumping in and, and kind of learning on your own before, you know, you kind of really try to seek, um, you know, step-by-step, you know, tutorial to kind of like get you farther along things. Right. Um, for me, that was a big, uh, like adding a caveat on that, right. Like, like at some point, if you're always just kind of going with your, your natural flow, you're just going in and just putting in the effort, eventually you're going to reach kind of this plateau, uh, that your natural ability will, will kind of level off uh, and, and you'll kind of start to really see diminishing returns on what you're capable of. And it's that deliberate effort that keeps you going up and to the right forever, forever. And that's what teaching will do. You know, there's this great book. I mean, the reason that thoughts in my mind, I've actually got the book right in front of me. It's, uh, it's the Cal Newport book, the Be So Good They Can't Ignore You. That's what that book's about. It's about deliberate practice. And um, oh, you're that talking applies about to everything, Newport, right? Yeah, yeah, it's right here. Yeah, yeah, I've got, yeah, so good they can't ignore you. And you wrote another book called Deep Work. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, um, totally. Cal Newport, like, uh... Deep Work by Cal Newport, and So Good They Can't Ignore You. Both really good books. I would definitely recommend um, both of those and everything else in his series. Like, Deep Work focuses on, you know, deliberate, you know, practice and like doing that for sustained periods of time, but also like how your mind like gets into like the flow to like be able to do deep work and kind of like what are the limitations of that and understanding like other th- other things that like zap your attention and can take away from like deep focus. So that's very useful. And then again, as you know, Greg said, you know, like the, the deliberate factors, like just being like spending the hours and the time that, you know, it's almost like, you know, when the tech's so good, like, you know, people have to talk about it. Same thing, you know, when you're just really good at something you know you it it, uh, it it shows and when you educate people too and you're a good educator you know it really shows too and that you know th- that type of power that you get from that influence and that clout is you know referent you know that's one of the most powerful types of power that you can have and it's the most sustainable because you know your your knowledge and your information is seen as like a reference when people think of you know for instance like the theory of like relativity think about gravity think about those things there is reference you know, to, you know, Albert Einstein and people look to him as like the individual that understands that at the deepest level. Mm-hmm. So if you communicate to people that you understand things at a deep level, like it really does help, you know, build your own personal brand and also will help provide you a lot of ample career opportunities in the future, too. No doubt. I want to yeah, switch totally. this up, though, man. 
I want to talk about crypto. This is a crypto hey, we're talking show. about education. We're, we're talking, talking about education. education. We're all talking about how. Well, when I sherpa people up the mountain, I like to look. <laughs> I like to make sure they look out for the rocks in the path. Let's. let's it's important. It's important. We're trying is. to build educators and educate. You know what I mean? Is it is very. Um, we were having some banter about crypto though, before, uh, we started the show, about what's happening in this in this market, man. Do we need to put some sanity in the market right now while we have the opportunity while people are listening? I mean, yeah, sure, we could do that. Um, so let's kind of just talk about since we're on the topic of like education and like content creation. Uh, what do you think people are learning right now <laughs> during, <laughs> during this retracement? I mean, so like. You know, one, they're learning that um, maybe they shouldn't put all their eggs into one basket. Um, probably learning that concentration of, uh, you know, wealth can create wealth just as easily as it can be destroyed. Um, the importance of diverse uh, holdings in your assets, uh, but also the importance of doing your own research and kind of understanding what's going on in the market and and being able to understand fundamentally like, you know, hey, the prices on these charts, they change sporadically. But are the developers still building? Are people still excited? Is this still world-changing technology? Is this still so? Like, let's kind of just like talk about that for a minute. Like, through what are some archetypes of like people that are dealing with crypto right now? Mm. What do you like, mean? Like, you've, before, like you've got before. you've got okay. So here's an example. So right now, I think of crypto. We've got a couple of characters right now. You've got your kind of your. Uh, Amateur student that kind of maybe threw in their student loans or put in extra money for mom and dad that they weren't supposed to sometime in the holidays last year that are sitting on bags right now, um, you know, that are like after the the entirety of like the summer and this bearish period going into a new semester and thinking about whether or not these markets are recovering, whether or not they're going to pull out their money. And then you have the traditional like finance traders that sort of poured into the space because, you know, it was frothy and they saw an opportunity to make, you know, percentages that they otherwise, you know, would have to like work their tail asses off to get anywhere near in their dreams. And so they decided to like pump in money and then this bearish market and someone pulled out before them. So now they're sitting there with a bag. And then you've got like your seasoned institutional, like smart money. That's probably like sitting around right now and taking an opportunity to just like buy up more. And they probably sold at the top down, down, you know, down in the middle and then all the way down here, too. And they're also like, you know, getting wins and then also buying and reselling and farming, you know, like like tax, tax and tax advantages and everything right now. So basically, you have folks that are just like gaming the system because they've seen this stuff before. And then you've got like your technical developers that are invested into this space that are, you know, very excited about the industry itself and what these tools and technologies that could present, you know, we're great that they had made money on the way up, but it's not necessarily the most important thing to them. And they're continuing to build. Like those are the types of people that I think are hanging out in crypto right now. And that kind of makes up the majority of everyone. That thing that I posted on Monday, the stupid yin yang symbol where in one circle, it said build and the other circle, it said hold. Is, yeah, that's just how I see the. That's really process. it. It's just got you got somewhere in the middle is like the retail, and then you got one end you've got the builders, and the other end you have the speculators. And so right now it's just just like a back and forth as everyone has different like wavering sentiment day by day. Um, but you know, in my opinion, things don't change. You know, it's it, it's it's ridiculous to think that you know the price of crypto is just going to soar off into infinity, uh, and that no one was eventually going to profit take. Uh, and also folks that don't think that a lot of the money that came into the space from institutional players come in from funds and things like that, that that have lockup periods, you know, they have like redemptions coming in, you know, when people make 2000, 3000, 10,000 percent, 
you know, when a year's off the table, when you can finally redeem your profits, you take those. And, you know, the buildup and a lot of the volume building came around this time last year that led up to the, you know, the big bull run. And so a lot of that money pulled itself back out. And you have a lot of people that are sitting there with their, you know, their mouth to gape. Um, but really, this is just, this is, these are just market cycles. Um, and, you know, the, so the, the important you, thing is, though, is how do you expand on that message and educate mm-hmm. people that did get in and, and didn't do so hot or mm-hmm. keep, you know, or embolden that message that this is just market cycles? At what point do yeah. they start to say, like, F your market cycles, man, I can't take it yeah. anymore? Yeah, man. The, the market can stay. What's that saying? The market can stay. Um, yeah, rational longer than you can stay, you know, solvent. So and that's very true. <laughs> uh, and that, that holds true here. But the, the thing in the past when it was like 2014 ish before we had that long, like almost two years bear period before was we didn't really have anything previously to run off of. And like the bear market took us by a surprise because we thought that we were on the up and up. But now we have the capability where we've had like big run ups, ups and downs, up and downs. And we got now we have the flexibility to like zoom out. Right. Yeah, literally just true. zoom out and just kind of just see that, you know, these things, these things happen. And you have to think to yourself, and am I am I in a position and am I conviction strong enough? And am I educating myself on these fundamentals well enough from these great content creators like ourselves where like I actually feel like secure and like, you know, holding on to like my theses that like, you know, the, the, these various different sort of like interoperable cryptocurrencies and things like that are going to have an important future. And yeah. if I still hold convictions, you know, for that thesis, then that, therefore I should like hold my assets to sell at a loss. If you can, you know, for tax based purposes, uh, that would be great. You definitely bought at the top. You, um, you know, there's multiple different things that you could do. Um so when a lot of people see like, oh, my wealth's gone down, but, you know, a person that you know maintains a sound investment strategy and actually is employing that, you know, sees opportunity in, in, every, in every place. So mm-hmm. if ETH was worth $1,000 to you at one point, then it's definitely worth at least 100 bucks to you, right? It's worth at least 150 bucks to you, right? Because uh, you already marked it up to yourself. So what's your conviction worth? So that's really what I think you should ask yourself. And if it's not, you should leave the game and come back again when things are maybe more stable. Um, but otherwise, I put in more money than you should. You should. <laughs> yeah. Greg, do you find that these market effects, your, they 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 bleed over into your audience, and they, they bleed do. over into the, maybe the questions that they're asking, like how what are kind of the emergent properties of how the price is affecting DAP University? Sure. So you know, just interested in the content in general. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they are somewhat correlated, right? When something's mm-hmm. going on in crypto markets, uh, I, you know, I can usually see a spike in traffic, right? If it's if it's a positive um, thing or some big news comes out or something like that, you know, I'll, I'll see those things reflected uh, on the, you know, site metrics and the channel metrics and things like that, uh, to, be, to my best knowledge. Um, yeah, so... I think I do get a lot of uh, questions from people just kind of like uh, asking about the technology and are uncertain about the future of the technology or are encouraged about the future of technology. It's it's pretty polarized, right? It's either mm-hmm. like, oh, this is awesome. This is the future. This is it. Or it's like, I have no idea how this is the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there, there's really no middle ground almost, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I get a lot of emails about that kind of thing. Um, it, you know, I don't get a lot of questions about like, oh, why is ETH this price, right? I don't get a lot of that kinds of questions, but uh, I do get lots of questions about, um, you know, where the where the tech is going, and yes, 
interest in the content does is is somewhat correlated to price in the crypto markets. So mm-hmm. we've yeah. seen, but that, that stands to reason because, like I said, and that's kind of like how that was one of the reasons that I got into you know programming with blockchain. Is like, oh, I saw this thing that was kind of moving. This was cool. So yeah, I kind of I kind of har- make the analogy that a lot of, I usually use with. Um, how how good looking a woman is and what how important that is is like most of the time good looks will get you there but the actual personality keeps you right and it's a very similar situation with with crypto it's like the price gets you there it gets you interested it gets you kind of ready to get into it and then like the technology keeps you and more often than not like when we have these hype cycles our like we're we're our listener stats are heavily correlated with the price right. mm-hmm. but Seriously, it's ridiculous. But like, at, at, with each with each boom and bust, the the user base, the people that stick around, our community that contributes to us and talks to us all the time, grows continuously. And so we'll have spikes of people who get pumped and excited, and then they bust, they they filter out when it doesn't pan out the way they thought it would. But there's a there's always a subset of those people that enter that get super excited, start digging into it, start reading about things, and then you know are aligned with the types of things that we think in terms of this oh, is yeah. the future of how stuff works and they want to learn more and they want to learn more. And then slowly, but surely the price becomes a little less important. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. And the people who are around right now are super interested. That's the cool part. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. We're, we're at a, we're at a price point now where like the people who are left are the ones who are like, this is, I'm, I'm making a bet. This is going to come up because I'm so um, confident and how this stuff works and where it's going, that it's going to make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And the price is it will inevitably come up at some point. It's, this will provide value to my life, others' lives, so on and so forth, that it's, it doesn't really matter what the price is. I want that. And I mean, I, I mm-hmm. assume there's a, there's a price aspect to this because there are, there is the yin and yank. There are people that are, that are coming in now um, because they feel like the price is going to go up at some point or, or like, it's inevitability that if we get to the goal that we think we can get to, the associated price with that is larger than it is now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think you're I think you're dead on. And you know, uh, the people who are around right now uh, are the resolute and the diligent, and that's who we need to keep this train rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every hype cycle that that the people that you just spoke of, there's more of them. Um, also, mm-hmm. the people that bust in like the Kool-Aid man and walk a flock of, they go away really fast. So you don't really know <laughs> about those guys. Like, yo, what's up? I heard about this crypto stuff. What's yeah, good? Right. <laughs> Started a podcast channel, told my friends, I'm giving it away. Everybody follow me. And they're like, I, I quit. And then the week up and they're like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> those guys you don't have to worry about. So, Yeah, win Lambo, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moon Lambo, baby. That doesn't even make <laughs> any sense. I don't even get it, but oh well. Yeah, I mean, I mean we really should move past Lambos anyway. Like, the new Tesla Roadster's coming out. We should focus. <laughs> is it? You, you definitely live in man. San Francisco. Our boy Elon got here wilding out. He's going to take a He is wilding, man. He's wilding. He's I mean, they had him on Joe Rogan. Like, oh, don't listen to that episode. It was so good. He, I, he, just, he just only emboldened the feelings I had for him in the first place. He's my favorite human. <laughs> oh, I, I, I loved it. I just I just think that um, Tesla... Well, yeah, because it was a whole... It was a PR move, and so that was exactly, I mean, what was supposed to happen. What I didn't love, and I'm surprised no one's calling him out on this, I guess he just has so much respect 
but he does not know how to hit a blunt. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> doesn't, oh, no, he definitely was not inhaling at all whatsoever. That's important. I don't even understand what he was smoking. And he was smoking a, he was smoking a spliff, too, because it was tobacco and weed. And like, we should tell him that's bad for his health. Yeah. <laughs> but it's um, a good meme. But, I know that much. It's a great meme. It's a great meme. Um, so let's talk about um, like the the developer like community like where you are right now, Greg. Um, you, do you do any sort of like uh, like local like advocacy? Are you part of any sort of groups, or, or, or is your education more like uh, you know like internet based? Yeah, so I'm focused mostly on internet stuff. Um, so I mean, I've done a handful of uh, kind of appearances and in-person kind of workshops and talks and stuff. And yeah, there's a, a, a local um, a local meetup that I've been to a couple of times uh, and I presented at. Uh, that's mm. been that's been good. I can just help the most people online, and that's kind of like yeah. why I like focusing on that. And that keeps me pretty busy. Um, yeah. That's kind of uh, that's kind of my aim. I'd, I'd be curious to know um, as you've as you've built out this and uh, you know amount of content and done certain things and developed courses for various ways of building stuff in this. You've had to decide what to focus on to build next and and create those create those lesson plans. Where do you think that like? I would imagine you're trying to build things that give you that, that help the most amount of people and you have to make the decisions on what that next thing is going to be that you think will help the most amount of people. What is, what is that next thing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so just like everything else with the content, the channel, it's hard to know without testing. Um, and I try to test, you know, topics and, things like that kind of in smaller, uh, little bite-sized moves before I kind of create longer content just to see what interest is like. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good question. Uh, you know, Steven and I were talking before this Mm -hmm. about state channel stuff and that may be a a topic we start visiting more of on, on DAP university. We're talking about getting a a call together. Maybe we can, we can do something like that. Do that spec chain state. Just copy that, right. copy that stuff. Copy that stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, we got to get yeah the state channels. We gotta we gotta have that discussion on there. Uh, also, actually, that moves me to my next point. You know, how do we uh, how do we know what to educate people on as content creators in crypto? Like, how do you guys make a determination on what's going to be hot? Are we following trends, discussions, sentiment. How I talk about what I think um, will make a massive difference in the adoption rate of the tech so it's either going to be some scalability change that's going to make this more available or useful or easier to get access to it's going to be some type of ui change that like that makes it easier for people to use or understand something that's gonna like i'm looking for that 10x right like kind of what we're all looking for i'm trying to look at the thing that changes the technology in a way to make it better in along the line of like the ideology that I've been following, like the principles that I follow and why I'm into this space. If I can find something that makes the next innovation in line with those goals, then I want to talk about that stuff or who contacts me. I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a weird balance because you can spread yourself really, really, really thin. Uh, It's very easy to spread yourself thin as you try and figure out all of the things that are currently happening because the space is way too big to follow. Yeah. And so you, you have to you have to niche, you have to narrow. Yeah, and so you build a community of people that you trust. Like I said earlier in terms of like where you go to learn 
And in, within those communities, you end up getting a subset of all the information that's currently available. And that's what you talk about. That's what you learn about. And in order to learn about it better, you end up teaching yourself and trying to teach others. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it just puts you in like a, it gives you a lens on what's going on. And that's why you need, like what D said earlier, you need to follow multiple people or maybe it was Mackie. I'm not quite sure Max right now. Mm-hmm. You need to follow multiple people so that you don't get stuck in a into a single lens of this massive space because it's impossible for one person to know everything. Yeah, totally. I think that's, you know, you know, Steven even said like before, kind of making the analogy to investing, you know, it's like all of life is investing, you know, it's allocation of resources, mm-hmm. allocation mm-hmm. of scarce resources. You know, you only have so much brain power. You only have so much time. It's non-renewable and you have to diversify and pick the horses that you think are the best for the long game. Diversify your bonds, bitch. <laughs> I think my strategy is is it kind of branched off from what you guys said. One of the best lessons that I had from the schooling I went through is I had a professor that used to tell me to kiss my problems and um, keep it simple, stupid. It's an engineering thing. And um, that's what I try to, to, to focus on for people that are coming into the space is the simple beginnings of Bitcoin and mm-hmm. the basics of Bitcoin. And I think that if you can understand Bitcoin, you're much more apt and ready to absorb everything else that is. I think the people that are diving headfirst into Ethereum, I think they're diving into the deep water before they learn like some really basic stuff. And that's just my opinion. And that's why I just I stick to like, okay, let me teach you what Bitcoin is, how Bitcoin works, and then try and branch from there. And I just I just keep it simple for them. So, yeah, very cool. The basics, man. Fundamentals are very important. And if they're forgotten or ignored, you get into some serious problems. Like a homeboy parrot, he did something really stupid. That's that's what I stick to. Yeah, I still do you guys? What would you guys say is like some of your favorite like content creators? Like, can we do that? Should we do that? Should we like kind of discuss like people that we enjoy learning from? No doubt. Okay, cool. Let's give some let's give some shout outs. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I really like reading. Well, this is kind of a given, but I like I like reading things that Vitalik talks about, only because he goes really deep onto like very like you know like technical topics that are usually kind of you know re- very relevant to like what's being discussed. Um, and, you know, I follow a lot of the things that Vlad Sam Fear writes. Uh, I enjoy a lot of the um, various different pieces and analyses that come out from the various different crypto fund managers. Um, I like reading those. I really enjoy um, reading all the different low-level explainers and, like, technical tutorials on all the new, like, technologies and stuff and being able to understand who is actually coherent and um, and being able to explain these new topics as they come about and, like, you know, finding opportunities to partner with them. Um, and then I guess on top of that as well is literally just, like, a curated, like, Twitter, like, fire hose to, you know, and, like, kind of just, like, find the people that you respect and learn and then like follow who they follow. That's usually what I would typically do. Um, so I would suggest just uh, uh, if you're trying to get an idea of like who to follow, like maybe like look at myself or Corey Petty or Dimitric or maybe someone like Greg, who's like been in the space and like have been focused on that for a while and just sort of like mirror that or like create a list. Mm-hmm. Me, How uh, who's next? Who's going next? Go ahead, Dimitri. I was going to say, for, for me, I'm more of a conceptual guy. I, I've learned a lot. I, I kind of take 
the skeletons of concepts and then build in the details. And I use Andreas as the forerunning. I mean, that guy can take an analogy and turn it 15 different ways and you will totally understand the concept and totally understand the direction of something and be able to make forecasts about what's coming in a, in a long or medium term future. Um, so Andreas is a big one. For the simplicity thing, I've actually been just studying in and out of a site I found a long time ago called Learn Me a Bitcoin. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's like got stick figures that show you like the dissect a transaction. Uh, they dissect all the different uh, functions that, that Bitcoin can do. I love that site. Uh, I just found this guy recently called Rene. He's a German guy. It's straight up hyper German accent. And he's he's uh, breaking down light network really really fundamentally. Um, mm -hmm. Google that guy R E N E Rene. It's so mm -hmm. pleasant to learn from a pleasant German accent, and I cannot say that. <laughs> <laughs> but today we're going to talk about the lightning network. Yes. Greg, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh man, I know this is cliche. I'm gonna piggyback right off Stevens. I read. Most of the stuff that Vitalik puts out on his blog and follows Twitter pretty closely um, just because I'm so interested in the Ethereum tech and kind of where it's headed. Um, yeah, I'm also uh, – <laughs> I think Stephen may even use this terminology too, but sort of the Twitter fire hose, right? Just sitting yeah. there. Sometimes I almost forget who said what. It's just that the ideas <laughs> kind of uh, – run across that, you know, highway in the brain and they, they start to, you know, have a effect on the subconscious and you start to, you know, kind of absorb information that you didn't really know you had. And, um, yeah, that's, this definitely kind of gives me a, a sense of where things are headed. Um, I'm trying to think of, of who else is big. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's my other friends who are developers who I think are, are really talented, who are good. I mean, I just follow their Twitters and what, you know, it's, it's the kind of stuff Steve talked about earlier. It's like, you know, hey, I have my personal blog. I'm not, I don't, wouldn't necessarily consider myself a content creator, but like I just put stuff up every now and then when I learn. It's like, man, that's where some of the gold is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Dude, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a reading list that I build. So every time I find something interesting, because I have OCD, I would post it into a group chat for our fun where like all my partners and like they would normally like read like the thing. Cause like I literally just read all day as part of my job is to just know everything that's going on. And so Got a little uh, Warren Buffett over here. <laughs> hey, and so, but in order, in order to satiate my OCD, I created an iCloud message uh, called the crypto reading list. And I just invited like, like friends and stuff to it. And every time I read something, technical material, what have you, whatever I added to this list, there's probably hundreds of links now. And it's just like, I just advocate that people just like click when they're at airports or just traveling and just read and just kind of go through all that different stuff. And like, I've, I've been meaning to like maybe make a public reading list, like share with people. Yeah, um, like it's invaluable, really. Like half the trouble in content ingestion is finding the damn shit in the first place. Oh, I know. Uh, and so like it'd be great if like the people if if the, all the people that I followed would like normally put out all the things that they're reading, but they don't. Um, so I think I'm gonna try and do that going forward too. I, I do. I've done a, like I think two of them on Block Channel, but I'm definitely gonna be valuable. Yeah. Now is this yeah. is this is this mostly like uh, collecting you know published content, or is this also books? 
Oh, this is like public published content, you know, links uh links to books. I mean, like yeah, like I mean really it's really it's just like like blog posts, like content, you know, worthwhile stuff like treasures. Sometimes it's just links to like direct like comments on like Reddit and stuff that kind of just like get buried. And, you know, and like, you know, folks like Fatalik or, you know, um, someone like, you know, JJ from Bitcoin who you know, doesn't really talk that much publicly might have just like went in and inadvertently just like plugged something in somewhere that was just insanely valuable. Like, yeah, I, like I like I like to collect all that thing, all those things. And, um, and I don't think and I think that's where I find my best signal through all the noise is like really just ingesting absolutely any and everything that is of importance. And then at the end of the day, just like periodically subconsciously thinking, well, what does this mean now? How does this change things? Like, right. and then of that, like the influence of I follow, like how is their perspective changing basically off them learning about the same information? Um, part of the time, just sharing information and links on Twitter and things like that is to just also get aroused and to like, get other people's perspectives based off the things that I'm like resharing and being able to understand the, their sentiment. Um, it's almost like fishing. Um, so like, there's, you know, there's, there's multiple different ways that, um, you can, you can pull information but for me, lists are great. I mean, uh, Mackie just basically explained what I'm looking for. Uh, I, most of the time when I, the way I ingest information in the space is to build communities that I, that I respect in terms of like the, the types of people inside those communities and, the, and their, and their purpose for existing. And then figure out what that community curates in terms of things they're interested in. So, like, mm -hmm. just take for instance, right? The Bitcoin Podcast Network has a Slack that has over 500 people in it that have been interested in the content that we produce. And in the process of that growing, they then produce, they then curate content for us to then put into the, into the podcast. They they, they mm -hmm. tell us what interests them. They ask us questions about things that they found out. They they want to know things. They, and so, like that that community then curates the types of things that I want to put into the community itself. And like mm -hmm. Mackie, the, 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 like the thing that the things that he's looking for, the types of like topics and conversations and the knowledge that he's trying to search and he's curating all the time and trying to produce and like lists that he's creating. That's something that I want to consume because I respect his, his intuition and knowledge in the space. And so like, as you yep. build these communities, you then, feed off the information those communities produce because they're getting together to talk about this stuff with some given lens of desire information and associated knowledge because they're part of that community and then you can learn from it and then build your own the same way so i i always try to advise people to like if you want to learn go you know go read stuff right go to medium go to find things but but in the process of doing that when you find stuff you like find the community that produced it and join it and then start to participate in that type of thing because you're more often than not get way more value from the people who produce those things than the actual things that are produced. Man, I would love for there to be like a site where people could just like pay and like subscribe to get a notification to, whenever I add something to a reading list. Where it's just like like where it's just like a site where it's just like curated reading list where it's like pocket, right? But then I can just like yeah. follow the best curators for I like. I feel like earn.com can do something like that. Or like the, the, the initial like. Be... So you're saying you want, you want to pay people or you want people to pay you? I, I want people to be like, okay, so like basically like, you know, there's like a list of like the best like kind of like curators and like they're different like lists, right? Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, the people would basically just like pay like, you know, a tiny little sum to like get a notification, you know, from you and be basically become one of your followers whenever you add to this list. So, you know, if yes. I have like a technical, if I have a technical reading list or like, you know, an investment analysis reading list and folks just like, you know, get a ping every time and they're like, oh, you know, you can read that. And it's like basically it's like 
a curated pocket, but other people can fill your pocket. I like it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Then everyone can just automate what the hell I'm learning, and I don't really need to think about it. <laughs> and I want to say to everyone, just as like a pat on your back, Stephen, is that this blockchain has some of the best thought pieces like in this entire ecosystem. Like, oh, those thank you, articles man. are amazing, and they just are. They're just great reads. They they make my, my brain a buzz. You know, Thanks, it's, man. it's just uh, they're, they're good articles. So yeah, that's, if you listen to the show. And not reading it, you're wrong. Go read it too. Yeah, they're they're consistently oh, relevant to the time. Yeah, yeah. That that's exactly. So that's what I was talking about. It's just like I literally just follow who is talking about these things, who's doing intelligently, who can I partner with, who can educate me on some gaps in my knowledge base that I don't have. And once I have that, how do we regurgitate that outwards, or how do I syndicate that knowledge and put that information back out there? And then you know, after doing that for a couple of months, I just I'll have a thought in my head. I'll open up a note in my phone and be like this is my thoughts like this is like you know people are thinking about public infrastructure people are thinking about commoditization they're thinking about that incentives mechanisms sort of jot those thoughts down those those jotted down thoughts become an outline those outlines become these long essays and really all it is is just an amalgamation of like what are the issues that people are dealing with what are the great things people are getting excited about and now i've remixed them and like thought like okay well how does this reapply and just try and like make people think differently um you know, because we're trying to create innovation and, you know, in, in this industry and we're trying to get people to like build really cool things. And just like a hackathon, people get together in a room and hack on, you know, software and build cool things. You can do the same shit in your brain all day with thoughts and ideas. And, you know, it's like, you know, these like sort of like mental idea thons or whatever kind of just like consistently going on. And, you know, and then like in our brains, like kind of like just like naturally as we like we toy with these different ideas and concepts. And I think it's important that periodically we go take take a step back you know, digest everything that's been put out recently, you know, aggregate that together and then come up, come up with something new. How, how, do, how do we, how do we reapply this all? Um, that's where the, that's, that's what drives me every day in crypto mm-hmm. um, is like, is being able to find new innovation, new fields, right? Of this, we've, you know, created a whole new subfield, you know, with crypto economics and that's exciting, but uh, you know, what comes out of that, you know, um, uh, you know, I, that, that, that's exciting for me. Sorry, I went on a rant. <laughs> and listen to lo-fi hip hop beats. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta do that. Gotta whatever do you're, whatever you're doing on the internet, you should be listening to lo-fi hip hop beats. Really, like just it. go to go to SoundCloud. Really, just go to SoundCloud and just like find dope playlists or follow me on SoundCloud. S M C K I E. That's my personal SoundCloud, y'all. I got some great playlists, uh, great hip hop music. If you're into that. <laughs> well, I mean, do we rap? Do we? Do we what? Are we going to? Oh, yeah, sure. So um, I guess to sort of close this all out, um, Greg, is there anything that, uh, you know, you'd want to leave to the audience as far as, you know, DAP University, you know, crypto education as a whole, um, da, 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 like what, what should we what should we be thinking about? Yeah, totally. So, yeah, thanks for again for having me on, guys. Really mm-hmm. glad to be here today. I appreciate the opportunity. Enjoyed chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think. We got to keep learning, you know, mm-hmm. just like Stephen said, we are in because kind of been the recurring theme about what's next. What what do I need to learn? And, um, you know, that's kind of what I'm hoping to be here for. Um, trying to catch a lot of people who are new to this space to kind of show them like the solidified knowledge that we've uh, got so far. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's kind of the incentive to keep watching is to keep finding out like what's next. And uh, mm-hmm. like we mentioned earlier, you know, people who are here right now. 
are kind of the resolute and the diligent and the people who are also the kind of big picture, long-term folks. And that's who we need. And we want you all to keep learning. So um, that's what I'm hoping to provide with DAP University. Um, so yeah, stick around and we'll see what happens. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Greg. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for being another content, you know, educator, you know, creator in the space, you know, it's invaluable. We, we all wouldn't have been here unless it was for folks like yourselves and ourselves and, you know, being able to compound all this great knowledge and because crypto moves so fast. So thanks for being a, an educational mercenary alongside us. And, you know, as DAP University continues to grow, you know, come back and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap about more about, you know, what's what's been going on and how the you know pace of education is growing as we continue to get more adoption. That sounds great. All right, buddy. Well, you thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on, and you have a great day, and enjoy that uh, the last bit of summer in Tennessee. I'll do it. All right, thanks, guys. I came with dollar bills. You hot, I'm trying to chill. I'm far from sober. Come on over. You got time to kill. They trying to cop a fill. Can't need to cop a mill. I freak you like no one has ever, ever made you feel. I freak you right, I will. I freak you right, I will. I freak you like no one Yeah.